You are listening to the weekly podcast of Transformation Life Church in Muskegon, Michigan. We pray you enjoy today's message. Green and green. Leave it to the green to be messing things up. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you a couple things, a couple things. We got to talk about some stuff. Uh, Yesterday, we did an outreach, Jesus in the Streets. We did an outreach. Come on up here, Brett. You can bring the cute one with you, too. She makes you look better anyway. See, people will will come around you just because you got her, you know what I mean? (laughs) So we did an outreach when we were were teenagers. We used to try to take babies down to the beach because, you know. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) uh, why is it a serpent? No. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we did an outreach yesterday. Uh, with Jesus in the streets, and there was um, a whole crew of us there. I mean, if you were there and you're here this morning, just stand up real quick. If you were there. You can give them a hand. You know, they, they work hard. We load up a trailer with a dunk tank and tables and chairs, and we get there, and we have to set up a sound system. We have to set up tables and chairs. I mean, it's some work. You know, we had, we had clothing there. Um, we had all kinds of stuff there. And people came. Um, we had a couple guys that came from Holland because they heard about it and they wanted to know. You know, they were grilling me afterwards, you know. They're like grilling me like, like why do you do this? How do you do this? How come more churches don't do this? And... Uh, you know, different things like that. And, 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 you know, I know there's other churches that do it, so it's not like nobody does it. But we went out there, and uh, Brett put this together and, and hooked up with Mr. Wheezy, who owns a um, lot in Big Wheezy's restaurant, and he can, he can cook. So, anyway, I thought I'd let you share a little bit about yesterday. Yeah, what what did you and all you guys that were there? You can have a seat now. I don't want you don't have to stand the whole time, but um, yeah, share share some things that uh, you know you know come out of yesterday. A lot of uh, a lot of things. Uh, just up, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm bad at doing this. Uh, a lot of things. I, I just see a lot of, a lot of. Hold that for him, will you? Yeah. 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 Out of the mouths of babes. Okay. Okay. You want to tell them about Jesus? Okay. But can I talk? Okay. I don't. What did I see come out of yesterday? Just, yeah. 
Hazel learning how to talk. <laughs> um, we gotta train them up starting young, you know. Yeah, just a lot of, uh, of people coming together trying, um. to, trying to share Jesus. Love you. Just a bunch of people from everywhere coming together and uniting, and it, it was just amazing to, to see it all. It, it blew my mind above my expectations. So, yeah. Did you see the live stream? Who was live streaming that? Laura Laura had it live stream. So if you go find Laura's Facebook, you can watch it live stream. I have some pictures and some videos, and maybe we'll try to work on putting that together. I wish I was better at that, but then again, it's hard to get done with things at 10 o'clock at night and put it together and, you know, everything. But anyway, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm not very good at it, but she live streamed it. I put a couple small live streams on the Facebook to let people know but yeah people came from all over and we got we got swamped pretty fast and um, you know they were coming and going and different things and we've collected a lot of names and uh, there was a lady that came in there yesterday that the doctors told her she would could die any day mm. and um, she uh, she wanted prayer and uh, you know we prayed for her you know, people say, well, they should go to church. Well, some people don't go to church. But some people don't know how comfortable they are to be in church. And so, you know what, we go to them. Yep. And so, anyway, we went there, and I, I've never, I was telling Ann this this morning, I have never prayed for somebody before where I was praying for them, and I, and I felt like somebody was dumping water on me because, as I was praying, and I and I normally don't close my eyes when we're out on the streets, but I actually had closed my eyes, and then all of a sudden I had to open my eyes because I could feel water. She was crying so hard that she was she was dropping onto my arm and running down my hand. Wow. It was that much. And uh, when she left there, she said she knew who Jesus was. I was able to introduce her to Jesus. She says, I know who he is now, and I feel him. And she said, I'm going to live and not die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so there was another lady there that I got a chance to pray. And I know these guys prayed for a lot. I mean, Mr. Gunn prayed for some people. We had a couple people give their lives to Christ. I don't know what that number was, but it was, there was a few. Eight. Eight. There, was a, there was a man there with a couple guys from Holland that he came with. And they have been ministering to this guy, and he brought them to this. That was the couple of guys that were kind of grilling me like, you know, <laughs> what's going on? But they had brought this man, and then he gave his life to Christ. And they had been ministering to him, trying to give him to give his life to Christ. And then he did here at this event. And they were, when they found out about it, they're turning around looking at him and high-fiving him. You know what I mean? And so he gave his life to Christ right there. And, um, and he left with them, and they're going to disciple them, so we're excited about that, you know. And they asked me questions like, well, when you do this, do they come to your church? I said, not all the time. Now, today Brett went because there was a family that wanted, 
uh, to come to church this morning. They didn't get out of bed. Shocker. But, you know, we don't give up on them. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. They said, hey, come back next week, right? The only one that was awake and up was the kid that got baptized. So. Yes, we had a... We had a 15-year-old, we had a 15-year-old young man that gave his life to Christ and got baptized, and uh, what a powerful time! And his his mom was there. It was his mom and his grandma, right? I think so. Yeah. Mom and his grandma were there, and so they they want to come to church here. So we're gonna pick them up. Um, we got a couple other people that have been calling the last couple weeks, and we're gonna add them to the list and start picking them up. And I got a chance to pray for a lady, um, Rosetta. And a uh, beautiful lady, just um, in her, you know, late 70s, and she was there. And you know what she said to me? I came up to her, and, and I have a tendency, I just inter introduce myself as Ken. I don't introduce myself as pastor. And so I just went up, and I said, hi, I'm Ken. And she said, hi, I'm Rosetta. And I said, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Is it okay if I pray for you? And I began to pray, and I began to pray restoration to her family, and that all of her prayers that she's been praying would be answered. Now, I didn't even know if she went to church. I didn't know if she knew who God was. I just knew what the Holy Spirit put in me, and I prayed it. And then when I got done, she was crying, and she said, she said, these are not tears of sadness. These are tears of joy because you just let me know God's been hearing my prayers. So, and, uh, and she also said, that she found hope again because she was so dismayed with the way communities were and people wouldn't come together that when she was out there, she felt the love of God. And she said, we need our community back. So there are people crying for this, you know? Yeah. There are. Yeah. Run on to them every day or every time we're out. Mr. Wheezy said to me, he said that we gave him some flyers to pass out, and everywhere he went and passed out flyers, they all looked at it and said, oh, I know this church. There was a, you can share on this one, there was a group of people we went and witnessed to the week before, or the few days prior, mm -hmm. Monday night, we went down to that park, and then you were talking to the guy and a lady and another guy, and I don't remember their names, but Brett, we went down in this park in uh, downtown in the Heights, and we were, one guy was drunk. You were talking oh, to yeah, the guy yeah, that was yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. And then Jarvis. Yeah. Yeah, Jarvis. People think I'm mean because he told me he only believes in things he can see. So I said, well, then why don't you just go climb up on that building and jump because there's no gravity. You can't see it. So you'll never hit the ground. You'll float all the way back down. Well, you can't say that to somebody. Oh, well, yeah, I did. You can. <laughs> then he, then he, he kind of, you know, he kind of went against that one and said, no, no, I only believe in science. I only believe in what I can see. And I said, well, then I just hold your breath because you can't see the oxygen your body needs either. So just hold your breath and don't worry about breathing and you're going to continue to live. So, you know, but you, you know, people make up things. You just kind of got to, I don't know. You know what? They showed up. They did. They, they showed up at our outreach and came in there, and they looked at me, and they said, you remember me? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, but you gotta say that stuff with a smile. You can't say it as you're angry. I told him if he showed up, we'll baptize him, hold him underwater until he believed in God. Yep, yep. He called me a name, but he laughed after he called me that name, so I thought it was okay. <laughs> but, I, I don't know, I mean, we're still working this out, right? We don't know what we're doing, we just... No, we go by the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I mean, we had a plan. Yeah. They came in with some clothes, and they came in with some stuff. We gave away, uh, we gave away stuff from City Serve. Um, you know, a person went home with a blower. Mr. Gunn says, "Hey, you won that blower. Make sure you come back here tomorrow and blow off Mr. Weezy's lot and clean it all up for us, will you? Since you won the blower, you know what I mean. So we 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 get in and have a good time with them. But here's what Mr. Weezy said." He said, I know you guys are real. And he said to me, I'll leave out a little bit of info because we're on live stream. But he said to me, it's hard to find that in the churches of today. Amen. He, he doesn't look like a normal church going person, but he does love God and he cares about his community. And he's opening the door, he's gonna open the door for us to be at, uh, we used to go to the Wood Street Market and we'd always set up on the sidewalk across the street and the cops would try to kick us out mm -hmm. and try to move us on our way. And, uh, but anyway, I, always, I said to the cop one time when I was there, I said, well, how come the guy over there selling drugs can be here, but we can't? So, I mean, if you have a problem having a rebel as a pastor, I guess you can find in our church because this, this, this guy almost got arrested because of a cop that was, you know, trying to stop us from praying for people. And then, you know, and I'm working on not being a smart aleck, you know, I'm working on it, but it still comes out every once in a while. The lady started asking me for my name, and you're the one in charge here, right? I need your name and your address and your phone number. I said, listen, lady, I'm already married. I, I don't think you need that information. And she didn't think that was funny. She did leave, though. She did leave. <laughs> I never got a letter. I never got a ticket. I never, you know, so I guess God moved. He said, man, I better bail this guy out before he winds up buying bars. But anyway, <laughs> so, so I am working on not being such a smart aleck. But, being, but yeah, so we, but Mr. Wheezy is now part owners of the Wood Street Market. He just took over part ownership of it, and they're going to do a grand opening coming up here in the next few weeks. And he told us, he came to us. We didn't go to him. He came to us. He said, I need a favor from you. And I said, whatever you need, what do you need? He said, I need you to be at my grand opening, and I need your people there to pray for people when we open up the Wood Street Market. And I said, we'll be there. We'll be there. So anyway, we, we had a great time. We'll try to put together some pictures and stuff that you can look at. I have a whole lot of pictures, but I'm just telling you, we had a great time. We got to pray for people. We got to see people give their lives to Christ. We got to see people get set free. 
And not only that, there were people there who got up and gave testimonies in front of people they didn't even know. And I'm telling you what, the word of God is still true today. And the word of God says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And the word of our testimony and the greatness of Jesus Christ has to come back to the church. We need to be able to share our testimony and let people know what God can and does do. Amen. So, listen, we're just excited in, uh, I don't know, you got anything else you want to say? just want to thank everybody. Everybody. Amen. You hold on to that, please. I was praying with Grandma at Wheezy's. Gave her a prayer cloth associated with the young man that jumped in the baptism. Would you please open that up and give a donation to this young man right here and, and, and tell us how much money that is. I, I, I prayed with Grandma. Gave her a prayer cloth. Suddenly she opens her purse. She's doing this. And she's doing that. And she slides it over to me. How much is that? 20 cents. How much? 20 cents. She says, please, put it in your ministry. I want to be part of it. Is that not? Get you right here. That's to the ministry. Thank you. That's the love of God. We had another car that stopped right on the road, called us over and handed us five bucks. It said, please let us sow into what you're doing. Amen. So it may be small beginnings. It may look like I don't know what it really looks like. I don't know what's really going on. You know what? I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't walk by sight. We shouldn't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And I'm believing God. I'm still believing God for the greatest move of God Muskegon has ever seen. I'm still believing God. In any way possible that I can be a part of God doing something to bring people together for his glory. I want to be in the middle of it. And I want you all in the middle of it with me because I don't want to do anything alone. I'm not about doing things alone. I'm about doing things together. We don't get the glory. God gets the glory. We don't need the praise. We just need to praise Jesus. And so anyway, that was just, that's just one you know, because you, you guys were at the chicken coop um, the Saturday before. And, uh, and, of course, they're at the chicken coop every Thursday. So if you're not doing anything between the hours of, is it 3 and 5? 10 and 3. Well, see, I don't know what's going on. 10 and 3, if you're around anywhere between the hours of 10 and 3 at the chicken coop, come out and join them. They pray for people every day. I got a call from another pastor I think it was Friday, who was talking about us being in a chicken coop. And he's saying, now 
because of the consistency, and I know, Ron, you've played a big part in getting that consistency going, but he said because of that consistency, they're waiting for us all the time. Is that what you see? They're waiting for us. They know we're going to be there. They come out of their way to stop and get prayer. That was a phone call I got on Friday. So it's amazing, mind-blowing God. And I'm, I like it. I like it. It sure beats all the things we try to do in ourselves. You know what I mean? I like it. But I got another thing I want to talk about. I, maybe I won't even preach today. I already preached. But there's another group that's been faithful to Jesus in the streets. Listen, I hear stuff all the time. Trust me, I hear a lot. I don't say near as much as I hear. I don't know if some of you could handle some of the things I hear. Jesus came. Now listen, I, I'm going to do this before I talk to you for a minute because I, I, I got to set this up a little bit because Jesus came and, and there's this there's this war. I, th I wonder why this year is called the year of war. There, there's this war within the body of Christ, within believers, where one group is all about the believers, and then you got another group that wants to go out and reach the lost, and then for some reason... Those two can't go together. I don't understand that, but they just, th th this is what happens. And so then they, they quote scripture to you like, well, Jesus went from synagogue to synagogue as if, he never, as if he never was in the streets. I don't know. But, you know, he wasn't in the synagogue when he was walking down the street and the woman grabbed a hold of the hem of his garment and got healed. He wasn't in a synagogue. So I don't think it's one or the other. It's not one or the other. And listen, when Jesus came, he said this. He said, I have come to the lost sheep of Israel. Did he not tell the Gentile woman when, she, when he came to him? He said, listen, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the lost sheep of Israel. Why did he go to the synagogue? Why was his focus with the Jews? Because that's what he was sent for. He was sent for the Jews, but then because they rejected him, he opened the door for the Gentiles to be grafted in to the salvation that was structured for the Jews. So, so we have this confusion sometimes that we got to understand the differences of where we walk. So in the Old Testament, the Spirit would come on a man for a specific time, for a specific purpose, and it would be there to fulfill what that person's time and purpose was for. That's what the Spirit of God came on them for. And then, and then Jesus came, and now it's not the Spirit of God coming on a man, but the Spirit of God dwelling with the man. 
the word of God in the midst of man, there was not people wandering around full of the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost wasn't released until the book of Acts. So Jesus walked around with man, and the reason he said that it was expedient that I go to the Father and that the Spirit would come was because he couldn't be everywhere all the time at the same time because he was limited in the flesh. Now, Jesus was called the Son of Man. Please hear me. And he was called the Son of God. Right? He was called the Son of Man because that meant that he was born out of a womb of a woman into this realm, which then gave him authority to operate in this earth realm. Otherwise, he's contradicting his own word. The shepherd comes through the door. Anybody come any other way, they are nothing but a thief and a robber. Scripture. If Jesus wasn't the son of man, he would have came to this earth another way. And therefore, making him, I know this sounds bad, and you're going to say, whoa, is that blasphemy? But no, it makes him a thief and a robber because he is bound by his word. Right? But he didn't do that. He came as the son of man when he was walking and the Gadarenes looked at him and said, Son of God, what do you have to do with us here? Right? You know this story? When he said that, people think that this demon was somehow magnifying God. Let me clarify something. No time Ever will a demon do something that will lead you to Jesus Christ? Never. Never. So let me clarify this for you. When he, when this legion, when this man from the Gadarenes starts crying out, Son of God, what do you have to do with me? It, do not do anything to us. It's not our time yet. What they were trying to do was to get him to remove himself from the authority of son of man and operate in the authority of son of God, which would have voided his ability to have authority in this realm. I, I, I just got to teach more, apparently. You, do you understand what I'm saying? When Jesus rose again, when he fulfilled the purpose of his coming, he was given all authority in heaven and in earth and then delegated that authority to us. But he would not have had all the authority in earth had he not walked on the face of this earth as a man. And everything changes in the book of Acts, 
when he tells his disciples to go and wait for the Spirit of God. Go and wait. I'm sending you the comforter. I'm sending you the one that will lead you in all truth. And no longer will you just have me with you, but you will have me in you. It changes everything. It changes everything. That's why we should be excited to have the Spirit of God in us that gives us the ability. Listen, when they had to wait to be endued with power, that power, let me fix this for you, that power was not so they could heal the sick. They already were doing that. That power wasn't even for the ability to cast out devils. They were already doing that. That power wasn't to open the eyes of the blind or open the ears of those that were deaf. That power, they had already been doing that because that doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. That comes from the name of Jesus. And the unction of the Holy Spirit, all that does is direct you. The name of Jesus is where every knee bows. The name of Jesus is where every sickness has to flee. Not because you can speak in tongues. But there... But what happens when you get endued with power, it's followed by a great commission. Go ye unto all the world. Go into the world. Not church only. Into the world. Do you know the reason? Listen, I think God can do so many things at one time he he's accomplishing different things like like covid comes in i don't believe god sent us covid but covid comes in and in the middle of covid god uses it for his glory he starts to purify his church he starts to get people to seek him because they can no longer rely on their own understanding so god takes something that's meant for evil that's what his word said he takes that which is meant for evil he turns it around and he uses it for good right so he gives a commandment to his disciples to go right go into jerusalem go into judea go into samaria go into the uttermost parts of the world right and they didn't go do you know how they went persecution drove them out of where they were comfortable persecution God said, I'll move you. Persecution moved the church. But the Holy Spirit is supposed to be what moves the church. I wonder how you can stand up. And listen, I'm not knocking Peter, trust me. I've never walked on water. 
I'm not greater than him, and I'm not trying to, but I'm just wondering how you stand up and declare in front of all these people, they are not drunk as you suppose, and 3,000 get saved, and the church is added to daily, and he's got this fire in him, and he's got this ability to do what he's called to do, and then all of a sudden, we're staying here. Because the Holy Spirit's job was to give you an unction and a passion and the direction to go. So he brought persecution in because the church wouldn't follow the Holy Spirit. Because God's going to get what he wants done, done. Whether we want to do it willingly or not. And sometimes we act like we're so willing. But we're only willing until it's hard. And then when it gets hard, we just change our tune and we say, well, God's moving me. Moving you away from a struggle, moving you away from a trial, moving you away from something supposed to make you stronger, and moving you into a place of comfort so you don't have to worry about getting out of your flesh and walking in the spirit and under his strength instead of yours. That's what you mean when you say it, but you say it in a way that it means something else, but it's not true. I mean, I've done it. God's changing his plan every 30 days. My pastor said this one time. He says, I, I, he says, I serve the most fickle God in the world. They come in, God called me, I'm out. God called me to go to school. I'm one semester in. God changed his mind. Who, who was just talking earlier about God? Uh, Katie, what a great teaching in the kids' church. We were teaching them that God picks them up and he finishes what he starts. Uh, if we could just get believers to believe that, that God finishes what he starts, Maybe after one semester, we wouldn't say, no, God changed the plan. No, listen, God never does that. He always finishes what he starts. And he's going to do it here, too. He's going to raise up a ministry that's going to raise up people. But we're not going to raise up wimpy people that cry every time the wind blows the other way. We're going to raise up some people. We're going to raise up some men. We're going to raise up some women. We're going to raise up some youth that can stand in the middle. They can get into a school, and when they start saying, you know what, we're going to make sure you call people by their pronouns, we're going to raise up some youth that are going to say, eh, not doing that. I'm going to call them as God created them. I don't care what the persecution is. I don't care what the struggle is. And I'm going to hope and pray that God will raise up some adults that will get next to the youth and say, I'm praying for you because I know what you got to go through 
because I know what's going on in the world you live in today, and I'm behind you. And when they start persecuting you because you're standing up for righteousness, I'm going to stand up with you and let you know that I believe in you. I'm encouraging you. I'm going to stir up the gift in you. I'm going to rattle the, uh, the devil in the gates of hell on your behalf, and I'm going to ask God to open up the doors that your platform becomes bigger and bigger and bigger every time you come against persecution. We are not going to run. We're going to say, God, use the persecution to build me a platform that I can stand on, that I can stand on, that I'll be even higher than I was before so that the people look and they'll say, I don't know what it is about what's going on over there, but I need to know what that is because I'm tired of living in defeat. I'm tired of living in sickness. I'm tired of living in fear. I'm I need somebody who's got a conviction that's not afraid to walk over all of the things that the world tries to throw in your way and say, not today, devil. Not today. Not tomorrow, not the next day. You can't set me apart. You can't set me aside. I'm not jumping on no sideline. I'm not sitting on no bench. I'm not going to let the devil have his way. I am here for a purpose. I have been separated. I have been called. I have been placed here. I've got a reason I'm here. Pastor Kurt, you believe in healing? You're not going to quit believing in healing. Just because something hits close to home, we stop believing. We're not quitting. We're not stopping. We're not changing our mind because God don't change his. Is it coming together the way we thought it was going to? No. Has there been some struggles? Yes. Have there been some things that maybe we could have done better? Absolutely. But we still don't quit. We still don't quit. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And we believe God. We believe God that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. We believe God to make up for every area in our life that maybe we're not perfect in. Because you know what? None of us are. But we're directed and orchestrated and moved by the Holy Ghost. And so I just believe maybe we should fast a little more. Maybe we should just pray a little more. Maybe we should just cry out a little bit more. Maybe we should stop complaining and maybe we should just settle down. Maybe we should just humble ourselves in an altar somewhere. Stop worrying about what it looks like and just get into a place that the only thing we can see is dirt. And no that that's all God needed to create you. Dirt. And if he could create you out of dirt, if we can humble ourselves enough that all we see is dirt, he can create anything that he desires to create out of what we're looking at. 
Well, when we got bigger lights, when we got a stronger, bigger worship team with more instruments, then God can do what he wants to do. God needs you looking at dirt. Because if you can't believe God to do it when all you see is dirt, don't think you're going to believe God can do it just because you have a fabulous orchestrated worship team. And I'm not, I'm not against that. I love worship. I love listening to this man play the keyboard. I do. We got another man over here working on his guitar skills, man. He was playing them at the outreach. We got another young man over here working on his guitar skills, and I know he's a gifted and anointed man of God. I know that God has things that he's working on, and things will come together, but those aren't what we look at. I just keep my eye on the ground where the feet of Jesus at his feet staring at the dirt, saying, God, whatever it takes, take whatever you've got to take. I say, just as you said to Abraham, your descendants will be as the sea, as the sand and the sea and the stars in the sky. God, I'm just looking at dirt. Whatever it is you're desiring to do, let me just see the dirt that you're using. It's not me. It's the dirt. It's the things that you give to me. Let that be the thing that I get my eyes on and get my hands in. And let me just humble myself and let you do the work with just dirt. You don't need another celebrity who leads them to hell anyway. hope you hear my heart. We're in a season of harvest and we're fighting about whether we go reach the harvest. No wonder Jesus said, pray that the Lord of the harvest would raise up harvest work. He's raising them up here. If you're a harvest worker, just shout to Jesus. Give them 10 seconds of praise. Let them know we're a harvest worker. Let them know we're looking at the fields and they're ripe unto harvest. We're looking at the fields and they're ripe unto harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. Arizona team, come up here. This group right here. Are we missing any? Thank you for joining us. 
please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.